When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Rush Limbaugh Show podcast. Well, here we are, my friends. The anticipation is building. It's the day of the final debate. In the 2020 presidential contest, we are less than nine hours away from the debate commencing. Great to be with you today, folks. As always, telephone number, if you want to be on the EIB network and the Rush Limbaugh program, is 800-282-2882. The email address, lrushbaugh at eibnet.us. I want to get something out of the way here first. Brian, put that picture up uh, on the Ditto Cam. For those of you watching the Ditto Cam, I have a little photo I want to show you. And we'll put this up at RushLimbaugh.com if you uh, are not watching on the Ditto Cam. That's Obama in Philadelphia yesterday. Now, I saw pictures of Obama in Philadelphia yesterday. And the only pictures I saw were, were tight shots of him near a podium in Philadelphia, he's out there trying to get out the black vote for, for Joe Biden. Look, there's nobody there, folks. He doesn't even draw a crowd. This is the weirdest damn thing. Obama, now, I, I have never been under the illusion that Obama is a great endorser. He doesn't show positive impact as an endorser of candidates. Ask Hillary about it. But they still use him even though he's proven not to be that good at it. He doesn't, and in this case, there's nobody there. for That, that, that is a zilch, zero, nada crowd. And the pictures you have said, I, that's the one picture I found of behind the podium where you could see the crowd. Every other picture is a tight shot of, 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 of Obama holding a megaphone. He doesn't need a megaphone to be heard by these people. Okay, Brian, you can... You can uh, take that off. And if, if you wondered why the media was only showing tight shots of Obama, that is the, um, the reason why. Okay, 
uh, big, big debate tonight. And I have some thoughts, as we all do, on uh, what Trump's strategery ought to be. I think, just to start covering some bases here, I think if the president can just look calm, like he's looked in these debate uh, uh, in these uh, in these rallies this week, he has looked calm and confident and uh, in command, in charge. Uh, but really confident uh, in these rallies that he's had. Now, it's understandable. He's got crowds of uh, supportive and friendly people. But you'd still be amazed at the number of attendees at Trump rallies who are not Republican. It'd blow your mind. But if he can just look calm, and even in the assessment of observers, just just get a tie— so I think he can win this thing and win it bigger. Even if he just gets a tie, I think the momentum that is with him will continue. And I am starting to see, and I don't want to get too far out in front of my skis on this, but I am starting to see some nervousness in the drive-by media about Biden and it, and it has to do with with uh, with Hunter's laptop, and it has to do with with some of the rats now beginning to scurry and leave the ship. The media is at at the end of the day a bunch of cowards, and they're narcissistic. And if some opportunist reporters start to see that Trump is surging, and he is, in the Rasmussen poll that up at fifty two percent job approval. If they see Trump surging, a few of them, there's already one of note that I will share with you here in a moment. A few of them might break ranks and and start reporting on this Hunter Biden stuff just to avoid uh, embarrassment at, at missing the story, the problem, the, the, the thing that might have turned the tables against Old Joe, if they think Joe, let's put it this way, if some of these reporters think, if they begin to fear that Biden is going to lose this, then there will be a few of them, I don't know who and I don't know how many, may try to get out in front of that. You know, look look back at 2019. They thought Biden was a sure loser and they were admitting back then you go back to 2019, the Democrat primaries, they thought Biden was a short loser back then, folks. They thought it was going to be Pocahontas. They thought it was going to be crazy Bernie. They thought it was going to be, they did not think it was going to be Biden. They thought he was a short loser. And they were admitting everything about Biden back in 2019 that they are refusing to even mention or cover now. Because the idea has been to protect Biden uh, all along and and throughout uh, all of this. Now, there are two key polls that show Biden tumbling and Trump rising, 49 to 46 percent. I have a Washington Examiner story here. Uh, Democrat presidential candidate Joe Biden, who led Trump by 12 points just two weeks ago, has seen that lead tumble to just three points in the Rasmussen Report survey, weekly White House Watch, Biden leads Trump 49-46. He was up 12 points in this poll not long ago. 
First time in a month of Rasmussen head-to-head polls that Biden has fallen below 50 percent. This poll echoes the one we talked about yesterday, the IDB tip survey. They had the race even tighter, 48.1 percent for Biden, 45.6 percent for uh, for Trump. Now, helping Trump over the past week, the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing for Amy Coney Barrett. It went great. He's got back-to-back campaign rallies that he just owns. He's just he's just in the zone at these rallies. And there have been, you know, the, the, the two truly bombshell reports on the Hunter Biden front. And I think what they mean is Trump needs to ignore Hunter in these debates. It may be tough in this debate tonight because Hunter Biden isn't on the ballot and it won't be hard for Joe Biden to evoke sympathy for his son. Everybody has kids. Well, the vast majority of people have kids and their kids, they'll do anything for them. And if, if Biden is given a chance to uh, play the sympathy card and evoke sympathy for Hunter, then, then he'll do that. But but the real focus here for Trump ought to be Joe Biden. Now, the truly bombshell reports on the Hunter Biden front of these. In the first, guy named Tony Mabulinski, former partner of Hunter Biden, confirmed in a 689-word statement that he was one of the recipients of the now famous May 13th, 2017 email, which laid out the cash and equity cuts from one China deal and included a 10% set aside for the big guy. And he admits that the big guy was Joe Biden. So now everything Biden has said about never talking to his son Hunter about any of these deals is now officially been exposed as a lie. And that's where Trump needs to zero in. If he's going to bring this up at all, he needs to focus on Joe Biden. Joe Biden's the big guy. Joe Biden is the guy that arranged all these deals. Joe Joe Biden is the guy who had the power. He is the ex-vice president or at the time the vice president. He has the ability to get his son on Air Force Two, fly to China, and set his son up in some kind of China business deal or energy deal. That is going to result in Joe Biden profiting handsomely as the big guy. It is Joe Biden who had the power to make these deals happen, not Hunter. You know, it wasn't Hunter said, hey, Dad, I got something big happening in China. Can you can you can you go with me over there to help make it? It's not how it happened. Joe grabs Hunter. We got some things we got to do in China. We're going to set you up over there, blah, 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 blah. And this is where. You're going to send half of what you get to me, the big guy. You're going to send whatever percentage was. Tony Bobolinsky states that the email's genuine. He says Joe Biden is the big guy in question. Bobolinsky says that Hunter often referred to his father as my chairman and frequently referenced asking him for his sign-off or advice on various potential deals that we were discussing. In the second big bombshell, Fox News has reported that the FBI subpoenaed 
Hunter Biden's laptop in December because they were investigating Hunter Biden for money laundering. A government official told Fox News, quote, if a criminal case was opened and subpoenas were issued, that means there's a high likelihood that both the laptop and the hard drive contain fruits of criminal activity, which raises the question, why did they sit on this? Why didn't the FBI mention any of this during President Trump's impeachment nonsense? Which, lest we forget, was about Trump's phone call to Ukraine, where he merely asked about Ukraine's investigation into Hunter Biden's Burisma deal. Well, I've explained to you why the FBI hung on to this. I gave you my theory. My theory is they're not about cleaning up poison in the U.S. government. They're about controlling it. They're not about cleaning up a bunch of corruption in the U.S. government. They are about profiting from it. In this case, profiting from it by being able to exert control over the people guilty of corruption. That's, uh, you know, that's quite a hammer to handle over somebody's head. So if they're looking at Biden potentially winning, they'll hold on to what's on that laptop and use it after he's elected to get what they want for the United States government to wield whatever power. Because these guys, the FBI, the intelligence community, they're not running for office. They're never going to be elected. They're never going to have that kind of power officially transferred to them by way of an election. But if they have a laptop computer that's got all kinds of incriminating criminal evidence on it about the guy who may be the next president, why they've got a gold mine. So that could be one reason why. They they sat on it. And that's just my guess. I mean, based on what we've learned about the four years of Trump-Russia collusion BS that was nothing, that was an attempt to literally run Trump out of town, run him out of office using the power of made up, totally made up. Allegations that they tried to pass off as uh, as, as real. Uh, let's see. There are a couple of other things. Let, um, you know what? Let me to make sure I've got some time on the other side of this break, rather than the usual two minutes or what. I'm going to take a break now. Here, we'll come back because there's another another phase, three or four new phases to this, based on the. Uh, evidence that we have the bombshells on the Hunter Biden laptop and uh, how it relates to the the debate tonight and possible defection. We might actually be watching some take place now. You got to know what to look for. You have to be able to read the stitches on the fastball in order to see what might be happening. We'll see what you think after we get back. Don't go away. So here is a uh, tweet from Kaylee McEnany from just this morning. In the past five days, President Donald Trump has traveled to five states, nearly 6,000 miles. President Trump has carried his message directly to the American people, while Joe Biden sat in his basement, traveling to zero states and traveling zero miles. The American people deserve better. I want to try to put this in perspective for you. Just how strange is this? 
when looked at this way, we can clearly see the Biden strategy. The Biden strategy is to be nobody. The Biden strategy is to provide nobody an opportunity to run against anything because he's not saying anything. He's a ghost. He's not even there. He hasn't been seen since Monday. Maybe Sunday. He's literally holed up in his basement. And Trump is out there as Kayleigh McEnany says, five states, 6,000 miles. However, thousands of people that Trump has directly addressed, he's running against what? Running against a ghost. He's running against a generic candidate with a D next to his name on the ballot. In a sense, there's no there there. And a question, how do you compete? And how do you contrast yourself when there is no tangible competition? What this does, see, I think this is rope-a-dope, and Trump's got to look out for this. He's got to be very careful. With Biden saying nothing, thereby giving Trump nothing to bounce off of, nothing to react to, nothing to counter, Trump has to make it up, not make it up. Trump has to provide the Biden side of the argument in order to present his side. You can't run against nothing. Well, you can. Trump's doing a good job of it, actually. But I think it's a rope-a-dope. I think one of the things they're trying to do is to force Trump into voicing various things that he thinks of Biden, kind of guy Biden is, uh, kind of guy Biden's son is, and all this sort of thing. Because Biden isn't providing it. Biden's not even out... As we zero in on election day, Biden's not even presenting the agenda. And nobody in the Biden campaign is either. Kamala Harris isn't out there in the agenda. And that's not what Obama's. Obama is strictly about trying to shore up the African-American vote. They are not presenting their agenda. They are not campaigning to get votes for them, as I have pointed out so adroitly and adeptly this whole week. They're doing nothing to get people to vote for them. They are strictly trying to win this election by getting people to vote against Trump's personality. As such, they are standing silent, sitting silent, saying nothing, trying to sucker Trump into saying things about Biden that could be portrayed as mean or as insensitive or as bad-mannered. It's exactly what they're doing here. I don't know if if this was Kaylee McEnany's point uh, in this, but this is how I read what's going on. This is, this, this is, it's a circumstance where the president's going to be real careful. He's, he, and he, I think he's been pretty disciplined. His uh, his mentions of uh, of Biden at the rallies have 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 not been over the top, which is clearly what Biden has hoped for. Biden has hoped to frustrate Trump so much by giving him nothing to react to that he's got to go out and make things up that Biden has or hasn't said or whatever. I mean, you get the drill because it's really hard. 
to contrast yourself with somebody who's not doesn't exist, doesn't seem to exist. There's no there, there. Tonight's going to be the first chance Trump will have actually had. And I think that what we're going to get from Biden tonight is more of the same that we've had this week, as much of nothing as he can provide. And instead, an attempt to goad Trump into saying mean things about his son, to goad Trump into making allegations that sound so wacko that Biden, come on, man, you're going to continue this clown act from the last time we got, come on, man. Biden doesn't want to have to say anything substantive tonight. He doesn't want to have to go anywhere. But there are people on Biden's side getting nervous about this. And that's what I want to explain to you when we come back from this big bottom of the hour obscene profit break. So don't go anywhere. Hi, welcome back. It's great to have you with us, my friends. Always is Rush Limbaugh, the fastest three hours in media. So, so, folks, I'm going to tell you, I, the, the way the Democrats are setting this up, it's uncanny. Mentioned it a number of times. Replay, repeat, 2016 from a candidate with obvious, uh, shall we say, limitations uh, to a candidate that cannot and does not draw a crowd or flies. Now, in Hillary's case, she had more of an agenda identification uh, than uh, than Biden does. But it's clear what the Democrats are attempting to set up. They they really do believe that all they have to do is basically stay quiet and let the country express its hatred for Donald Trump because that's what they think Twitter represents. They think Twitter represents America. They think Trump is despised and hated. So they just need to sit back and let that happen. They've tried this. They tried this in 2016. Look where it got them. If this if this gets even slightly bigger, folks, it's going to blow up Biden and we're going to see some things that you and I have not seen in our lifetimes. If his campaign either explodes or implodes, if Trump ends up winning this, I'm coming to you from their mindset. Their mindset is it's over. Their mindset is they've won it. They're just running out the clock. They're in the four corners defense. They're doing whatever they can not to rock the boat in, in going so far as to keep the candidate invisible for four or five straight days so as to avoid any kind of a gaffe, any kind of a mistake. And, and so Trump owns the playing field here. And if, after this strategery, if Trump wins, after all of these premature victory laps, and another letdown exactly like what happened to them in 2016, they are going to go berserk. They're going to take to the streets and worse. And that's what I mean. We're going to see things that you and I haven't seen in our lifetimes. So I'm telling you, these people believe it's over. That's what... Biden's behavior means Biden being hidden, Biden being invisible, Biden saying nothing. And after the debate, Biden isn't going to do much more than what he's been doing this week. You wait and see. They think it's over. 
Uh, there are some concerns out there, however. Grab somebody number 22. This is the weekly press conference, Nancy Pelosi. And an unidentified female reporter asked her about the Biden corruption scandal, the bombshell releases and reports of the associates of Hunter Biden now admitting that it was Joe Biden who put together all of these financial deals. These years allegations of corruption involving Joe Biden have Excuse been raised me. in recent days. Um, have these, have I'm sorry, I'm not are, answering are your questions, okay? okay? We're talking about the coronavirus. That's what I I don't have all day for questions. That's what we're taking now. Anybody have a question on the coronavirus negotiations? Not talking about it. Not talking about it. Snaps at a reporter, refuses to answer any Hunter Biden question. Now, grab uh, grab audio soundbite number one. This could be, I don't know yet, but this could be evidence of, uh, of growing concern. Wouldn't call it a defection uh, from Biden, although I have friends of mine who think it is. Last night on Twitter, Time Magazine editor Ian Bremmer tweeted the following. He said, of course Hunter profited off the Biden name. $50,000 a month from a corrupt Ukrainian energy company is because he was the VP's son. Otherwise, there's no such gig. He tweeted that last night. Of course Hunter profited off the Biden name. Why admit that? Well, because it's out there now, Rush. That's what these stories mean. Yeah, but Editor Time Magazine admitting it. And by the way, it's not the first time. Let's go back September 24, 2019. CNN New Day. Ian Bremmer had this to say about Joe Biden and his son Hunter's business dealings in Ukraine. Biden does have a problem here, by the way. I mean, I have to say, $50,000 a month for Hunter Biden, clearly uh, to be selling influence, because otherwise no one would ever pay him that kind of money for a company that, frankly, was pretty corrupt and has been uh, before and has been since under And um, is that Joe Biden's fault or problem? And, uh, no, but it's hard to imagine Joe Biden wasn't aware of it. And I think that I expect that President Obama, if he had known about the reality of this situation, would have probably told Biden, get rid of this. Like, we shouldn't have your son working in this situation. That would have cost him. All right. So now, when was this? This is September 24, 2019. This is back during the Democrat primary campaign era when they've known all of this about Biden for all of this time. And back in 2019, they thought Biden was a dead loser. He wasn't going to win anything. And so they're freely talking about this. As though it is a a, a known factor. Now, jump forward to now in the campaign, and he's the nominee. So, of course, they're running around acting like they never heard of any of this, and it's all news to them, and there's no reason to uh, talk about it. Except Ian Bremmer, the Time Magazine editor, tweeted it again last night. After the New York Post stories came out, and documenting all that we have suspected... Of course, Hunter Biden profited off the Biden name, 50000 a month from a corrupt Ukrainian energy company because he was the vice president's son. Otherwise, there's no such gig. So um, somebody clearly is is building a pathway to run away from this. 
should it be necessary. All right, let me grab a quick phone call here before we hit the next break, and let's see. You had somebody up there in green who, uh, okay, Patrick in Cleveland. We'll start with you. Great to have you on the EIB Network. Hello. Rush, I'm concerned that the president will go off the rails, lose his composure, and put people off like he kind of did last time. I'm a big Trump supporter, supporter, believe me. I'm just nervous about it. Why? You know, he may say something to, and like the people in in, in the suburbs. Um, I'm live in a suburb of Cleveland. A lot of Biden signs, but there's not a lot of Trump signs. I think the people don't put them out. They're just nervous. Right. They're, they're afraid that uh, somebody's going to do vandalism to their property. But why, why do you think well, Trump's going to go I off mean, the... I mean, you, I don't want him to say something stupid, to be honest with you. No, I'm asking, why do you think he will? You said you're afraid that he's... He well, I'm, I'm afraid that he, I mean, he's done it in the past. Oh, so he's done it once, he can do it again. To, I want him to be laser fo- I, you know, I don't know who's advising them or on these things. It seems like they haven't done a good, they didn't do a good job last time. That's all I have to say. Okay, so you are convinced that he's going to go off the rails tonight. You're very worried about uh, it. I didn't say convinced. I said I hope he doesn't. I, You know, it, it, it's a fear I have. And your fear is rooted in the fact that he did it last time, so he's done it once, he could do it again. Of course he could do it again. I don't want him to, believe me. Well, uh, I think the last debate, I think Trump is already beginning to suffer from the ravages of the effects of COVID-19. I don't think he was himself. I don't think anybody advised him to uh, behave the way he was. Uh, he was almost a caricature of playing the tough guy and not taking any uh, grief, being the street fighter for his base to keep the base solid, to keep the base together. But I, I just, I, like I said, to open the program today, pretty much what you, what, what you said, I just put it a, diff, a different way. I think if Trump can just look calm... Just look calm, look as in control of events as he has at all of his rallies this week. Smile, not take any any Hunter Biden bait, and most importantly, don't waste a whole lot of time on Hunter. Now, we all sit here and presumptively, or presumably, believe that Trump doesn't know what he's doing because of the last debate. So you like you, you're you're fearful he's going to replicate that behavior. You're afraid it's going to happen because you saw it happen once. Um, and a lot of people have the uh, the same kind of fear. Then there are stories that Trump is going to go uh, in topic areas that the moderator has not announced. That he's going to make sure. He says some things he wants to say, even though the crooked, rigged, biased moderator is going to try to stop him from doing so. That feeds into the fear that people have that, that, that Trump uh, has this, this, this need to impress people. That he's his own man. He's his own boss. He, he's not going to let these moderators tell him what he can and can't say, uh, areas where he can and can't go. I just, I just think if he's just 
calm, cool, collected, doesn't take any bait on Hunter Biden. Because Hunter really is not the focus, especially with what we know now. We now know that Joe Biden is the big guy. Joe Biden is the guy that set all these things up. Patrick, thanks for the call. We'll take a break and come right back, folks. Hang on. Having more fun than a human being should be allowed to have is a new Joe Biden ad out there. So while Biden himself is standing mute, not saying anything, they're running ads. And this new Biden ad says America was an idea. Just an idea that we never lived up to. This is such BS. This is so lame. It is obvious who is running the Biden campaign. It is obvious what their objectives are. Folks, if you had any doubts about what Trump is actually, and us, what we are truly up against, this little Biden ad ought to give you every answer to every question you've had. America was an idea. We hold these truths to be self-evident. No, we've never lived up to it, but we've never walked away from it before. And I think we just have to be more honest with our kids as we raise them. What actually did happen? We need to acknowledge our mistakes, Biden says in the ad. This is all from the ad. America was an idea. Here, grab audio somebody number two. This is from the Biden ad. America was an idea. An idea. We hold these truths to be self-evident. We've never lived up to it. But we've never walked away from it before. And I just think we have to be more honest and let our kids know as we raise them what actually did happen. Acknowledge our mistakes so we don't repeat them. He doesn't even believe this. He's been a 47-year Washington Democrat. He's never said this before. He does not believe this. The Democrats of JFK, and he's one of the Democrats of JFK, they do not believe this. So whoever is running the Biden campaign, they are writing these ads. They're putting his name on them. They're making him voice them. They are running against the United States of America. The Americans, American people are the problem. America itself is the problem. America was an idea. We've never lived up to it. Did China write this for Biden? Why, why, is, why is Biden putting America in the past tense? America was an idea. Why isn't it America is an idea? Yeah, we're falling short. We can do better. No, it's not that, folks. America was an idea, and we've never lived up to it. America sucks. America is a giant joke. You have been fooled. You have been led down the path. There is no such thing as American exceptionalism. There is no American greatness. America was an idea, but we didn't live up to it. And now America is over, and now we need a new America. Did America not live up to it when the Civil War was fought and won and slavery was ended? Did America not live up to it? When America saved the world, defeating Hitler and Hirohito? Did America not live up to it 
When Barack Obama was elected and reelected, you mean tell me America didn't live up to it? We were an idea, but we have never lived up to it. Folks, Joe Biden is reaching out to America haters. He is trying to win the presidency on the backs and with the support of people who hate this country, to people who deny the decency and goodness of freedom. Despicable. What would you expect from a big guy in shady business deals with the Chicoms? Guess guess who it is who is maybe plotting to walk away from the founding principles of America. It sounds to me like that's who Biden is. Sounds to me like if this guy wins, we're walking away. We're going to transform America. We're going to finish the job Obama was desperate to finish. This is Joe Biden. This is the candidate who says that voters do not deserve to know his plans to pack the Supreme Court. Because obviously what Joe Biden wants to do is wipe out the idea of America. Because it was an idea. That's all America, I guess, was. Because it's past tense in his hand. He doesn't even say America is. So, in a nutshell, Joe Biden's campaign is based on the idea of walking away from our founding. That is the end game. That's how you have to interpret this. America was an idea that we've never lived up to. Cal Thomas has a, um, has a column out there. Reprinted at Jewish World Review, debate topics and American priorities. And he contrasts the topics chosen for the debate tonight by the whoever the moderator is with what polling data says really matters to the American people. You can imagine there isn't much overlap here, particularly when it comes to climate change. Hardly anybody cares about it. Yet this is going to be the third in a row of these type events where climate change will be front and center. Anyway, uh, let's take a break and we'll come back, be back before you know it. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-GOLD. 
G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to a hundred dollars. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay. That's C L A Y to get set up and get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Well, look at that. CBS blasts Trump for unprecedented breach of sixty minutes agreement. Unprecedented breach of sixty minutes agree. Unprecedented breach. Who do these people think they are? They think they can do anything they want. They can videotape you, and then they have total control over it. If you have your own version of video and you release it, you've breached an agreement. What if they're lying about you? Which, what are the odds? Anyway, greetings and welcome back. Rush Limbaugh here at the one and only EIB Network. Telephone number if you want to be on the program. 800-282-2882. So I have a, um, got an email here from uh, well-known white comedian Paul Shanklin. Well, that's how he has been referred to by critics of this program. White comedian Paul Shanklin. It's kind of like white Hispanic George Zimmerman in the Trayvon Martin case. And the white comedian Paul Shanklin, is that Connie Chung up there on C? Is that who that is? That is, that's Connie Chung. That you know, that's that's Maury Povich's wife. You know that. That's Connie Chung up there. CBS blasts Trump for unprecedented breach of sixty minutes agreement. I wonder what the breach was. 
Well, he walked out of the interview for one thing. But Leslie Stahl was, you know, it, I mentioned this yesterday. I mean, double down on this. Well, not double down, just reiterate. The other day, and it was earlier this week, I got a, uh, I got a note from Cookie who said that a very famous and top-tier elitist Washington journalist wanted to talk to me for five minutes, just you know, off camera. And and she'd mentioned the name who it what was Leslie Stahl, although I didn't mention this when I first told you about it. I didn't say it was Leslie Stahl. And I didn't know they were doing a piece on Trump. Um the question that Leslie Stahl wanted to ask me was was I going to make sure that you people in this audience, didn't do a revolution, didn't run a revolution. If you were, if you were going to remain calm, if I was going to urge you to remain calm after Trump lost the election, or was I going to urge you to take to the streets and start burning things down? I told you everything about it except that it was Leslie Stahl. So yesterday I mentioned it was Leslie Stahl that wanted to ask that. Obviously, it was for this Trump reporter. You want to talk about some bias? You want to talk about prejudice? This is worse than this is prejudice. The fact of the matter is, who is it that's burning down American cities right now? Not after the election, but before the election. Who is? And how long they've been doing it? Why? My take is it's Democrats. It's Black Lives Matter. It's Antifa. It's Democrats in blue cities, in blue states. They are rioting. They are looting. They are destroying property that isn't their own. It's happening. It's happening. Leslie Stahl can watch it happen if she wants to. And yet she had the audacity to want to talk to me to find out if I was going to urge you to remain calm after Trump loses the election. Or was I going to urge you to raise hell out there? And of course, it's insulting on a number of levels. Number one is I never urge audience activism. I don't have to. You people make up your minds what you're going to do. I don't have any. I, I do not look at you as not knowing how to behave, not knowing what to do. It never crossed my mind to tell you to do something or not. It does cross the minds of leftists because that's what they want. They want control over people's lives. They want to be able to punish you if you don't do what they say. But it would no more occur to me to tell you to remain calm. Now, I know on occasion I have asked you to, you know, shh, don't tell anybody what I'm going to tell you. Don't want the wrong people to hear this. I mean, I've, 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 I've done that. But in terms of, of advocating mass behavior that would be bad behavior, I would, I would, I would never urge people to engage in criminal behavior to boot. Yeah, look at what these people believe. I mean, the audacity of this is just... 
and I've been around 32 years as though they've learned nothing about me or about this program, how it happens, why it is the size it is, why it's so large. None of it has mattered. There's no curiosity among any of them to find out. It's just something they wish weren't the case. And they do their best to defame it whenever they can. Okay, so the white comedian Paul Shanklin says, Rush, this election definitely about whose truths will be self-evident. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that among them, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it's a good question. Whose truths will be self-evident? Are we going to stick with the founder's version of a creator? Of a god and his truth, or are we going to go with Karl Marx? You know, the reason I wanted to call your attention is it's a great question because the problem is, you know, when you have the Joe Biden ad, America was an idea. Was. Past tense. America was an idea that we never lived up to. Joe Biden does not explain what his alternative is. We're, 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 we are leaving it up to the American people to assume they know what the alternative is. Do they know the alternative is Marxism? If they don't know that Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization, then they will have no idea what the alternative is. They will not know the alternative Biden is proposing. This has been the age-old problem. This has been the problem I have faced as a host for 30-some-odd years. It's been a problem that all of us as conservatives have faced, and that is convincing people what the opposite of us is. It's not just the opposite of us as Democrats, particularly now. The opposite of us is communism. That's who it is that has their hooks into Joe Biden. And that's who it is that's writing and producing ads which say America was an idea. They are salivating at getting rid of the Constitution. They are salivating over the notion of getting away with the idea that our government puts the citizen first. They hate the Bill of Rights, folks. They hate the idea that it is government which is limited in our founding documents. They can't stand it. even have a name for it. They call it the Charter of Negative Liberties. When I first heard that, what is this negative liberties? How can it be said? That's a, that's a contradiction. Liberty can't be a negative. How in the world? Negative liberties? Ah, then I realized. I had to ask the right people. I realized negative liberties from the standpoint you believe in government as the center of the universe, and naturally you would hate the U.S. Constitution because the U.S. Constitution limits the role of government in everyday life. The founders of this country realized that the natural tendency of human beings with power is tyranny. They knew it. They realized it. They built in checks and balances to assure that we didn't go tyranny. That if we did, it was going to take a long time to pull it off. They knew. They knew what human nature was. They had studied it from the beginning of time. And it is truthful to say that the natural tendency of people 
with political power is tyranny. That is what is so miraculous about our country. We've been around 200 plus years and we have had a piece of paper, essentially, the Constitution that everybody has sworn allegiance and fealty to. Amazingly, it would have been not difficult at all to rip it up at any time in the past 200 years. Now, there have been people that tried. There have been people that wanted to. But in the end, we somehow, and I believe it's because we are a nation blessed by God, we have survived where other people on this planet have not. Something about the sheer, raw decency, goodness of power as defined and expressed in our Constitution has intimidated even the worst of bad actors into leaving it alone until now. Now we have arrived arrived at the moment where the Constitution no longer frightens the people behind Joe Biden. The Constitution no longer threatens them. The Constitution no longer intimidates them. You know why? Because they believe that a significant portion of the American people have no idea what the Constitution says. They believe that a majority of American people have no idea what the Constitution is about. They believe a majority of Americans have no idea what the Bill of Rights is. If you don't know what the Bill of Rights is, then how can you be upset over losing it? And to a point they are right, we do have, because of so much ignorance in our education system, we have literally lost the education system, pop culture, we've turned it over to people who in two generations have dumbed down enough people in our country to make it possible to, in a presidential election, get rid of the Constitution. Stop and think of this, because that's what's at stake here. You can't have a more meaningful and powerful presidential election or election than a presidential election. And if you have a presidential election, and if one of the candidates literally believes in eliminating Constitution by saying America was an idea that we've never lived up to, and if you can lie people, you can fool them into thinking that what that means is you want a better America, You want America without racism, without bigotry, without making fun of anybody, without laughing. Then you can bring off one of the greatest challenges ever. You can have the American people themselves vote out the Constitution of the United States. That's what's at stake in this election. That is what they are attempting to do. By voting Democrat, people are voting out the Constitution. They're voting to get rid of it. 
unknowingly, they think they're voting to improve America. They have no idea what they're voting for. Doesn't matter. The Democrats are going to interpret their victory to mean whatever they want to say it means. And if they are going to say that Biden winning means people are fed up with the Constitution and Bill of Rights, then bye-bye Constitution, bye-bye Bill of Rights. That's their objective. So this election definitely about whose whose truths will be self-evident. We're going to stick with the founder's version of a creator and his truth or Karl Marx. That really is what's on the ballot here. Let's take a break. We'll come back and resume with you on the phones right after this. Welcome back. Rush Limbaugh meeting and surpassing all audience expectations every day. Here we go back to the phones. This is Rob in Atlantic City. It's great to have you, sir. Hello. Hey, Rush. How you doing? Great. Good afternoon to you. Thank you, yeah. sir. Uh, I'm calling about like the, tonight's debate. Um, I think uh, President Trump should press Biden on this whole thing. You know, I don't necessarily want him to go, go on a hunter. But, you know, this is an opportunity for a lot of people to see what's happening. He could be compromised. And um, like I said, it's not really getting out to a lot of people. So, uh, you know, I think it's something he should press him on. You think Trump should press Joe Biden on Hunter or on the arrangement itself? Well, not the arrangement itself, because I think, you know, possibly he could be compromised if he's beholden to the Chinese. I mean, you know, bringing Hunter in, he's going to have to kind of bring him in somehow. But. You know, like you said, a lot of people have, have children, but uh, you know, this is an opportunity for a lot of people to see this. A lot of people are watching tonight. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still a little confused. You, you, uh, you don't want him to bring in Hunter, or you do? Well, I was no, no, wait, no, wait, wait. Don't, don't hesitate. It's my hearing. I didn't hear what you said. I just, I'm just asking you to repeat what you said so I can understand it. I got you. Yeah, I think he needs to bring in the whole China issue of him being compromised. I don't know if, you know, I don't think he should be attacking Hunter, so to speak. But obviously he's going to have to bring it in somehow. Because you don't think enough people know about it. And Trump, unfortunately, is the guy that's going to have to provide the education to people about it. Pretty much, because I think mainstream media is not covering it. At least we're not right now. There's a lot of things happening. And I think it's an opportunity, you know, for him to kind of go after him and ask him a question. Politely, are you uh, are you going to be compromised? Because well, what, what are you what are you most afraid of uh, happening in this debate tonight? Uh, well, you know, like I said, like Trump, I heard a couple people saying going off the rail. I, I'd like to see him maintain his composure and just cover the topics, and then uh, you know, expose Joe for what he is. I mean, I think Biden's going to be able to handle himself if he's not interrupted. But, I, you know, I, I, I want to see Donald, President Trump win tonight. I want to see him come off presidential. Aha. So in order for him to win, tonight, he has to come off as presidential. I think so, yes. You know, I mean, we people expect him who he is. We know who he is. Um, he sometimes doesn't finish his thought. But, again, come off not uh, attacking him. Come off presidential, but well, you know that's another thing. It's not. It's not that he doesn't finish his thought. It's that he assumes everybody knows what he knows, 
And in his mind, it's not that he's not finished. He's bringing it up, just reminding people. Uh, And in many examples, people don't know everything he knows. I'll give you a couple of examples of this in the next segment. Uh, It is a truism. Leftists love to say nobody's above the law, right? Nobody's above the law. Well, this is how Trump can deal with Hunter. If Biden tries to play the sympathy card, you leave my son out of this. My son's had some problems. My son um, um, lost his brother. Uh, my, my, my son is a terrible, terrible. You leave my son out of this, you ogre. You, 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 you mean guy that says, I knew you're mean. I had no idea you had anybody go there. If he tries that, then what Trump has to say, understand that. Mr. Vice President, but your son is not above the law. I don't care what challenges he's faced. None of us are above the law. To which, by well, you certainly aren't above the law. Either. You're gonna, you, you ought to be in jail. If I had anything to say about it, you'd be in jail. Let, let Biden be the one to go off the rails if he wants to. But there could be magic. There could be magic in Trump saying to Joe Biden, your son is not above the law, sir. It'll play to the exact sort of privileged BS that outraged people so much about these rich Hollywood liberals paying to get their kids into college. Remember how people thought that's not fair, that's not they remember how mad people genuinely were about that? It's your son's not above the law. At any rate, I think that's how he could bring Hunter into it and not make it personal about Hunter, but rather about Joe trying to protect him. All right, let's stick with the phones. Uh, Anchorage, Alaska. This is Marianne. Great to have you, Marianne. Thank you for waiting, by the way. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Well, thank you very much uh, for everything that you do. I have to tell you, though, that I'm a little worried. I'm a crusty old grandma here. Uh, I think I've lived during the best time. Uh, I'm just worried. We have we have such a wonderful constitutional republic that you know, if the left wins, we may as well take the Statue of Liberty down. There'll be no nowhere else for us to go, nowhere else for us to live in freedom. What do you think? Uh, well, you you. I understand your 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 uh, your concern about if the left wins the election that we uh, will have effectively started down the path that uh, uh, ends. It's been coming for for decades. We're stuck up, up here under the Ninth Circuit. We've got these crappy de- excuse me these inept left wing DAs and judges that that and the media is all convoluted i don't know i just, I, it's it's upsetting it's upsetting to watch you know but you know we have such a wonderful country i i i just feel like we're getting cut down by the knees i, I you know i hope everybody gets out there and 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 does what they can to get trump elected well i think that's going to happen i think the whole bunch of people are going to be doing that the the, the thing that we're always up against out there marianne uh is ignorance on the, on the part of people who are not inclined to vote for us, the left 
the Democrats have have uh, no pun intended here progressively moved toward communism uh, every ten years or so in our country. I, I I'll never forget when uh, when Obama was elected in two thousand eight. I'll admit, folks, I was blown away by how many Marxists and communists came out of the woodwork and knew that that's what Obama's election meant. I, I'm not expressing this correctly. I knew that we were trending left. I knew the Democrat Party was trending in that direction. I had no idea they had moved as far left as they had. We'd had, you know, we'd had eight years of George W. Bush. And... He won two presidential elections, and they were not landslide wins, but they were not by the hair of our chinny-chin-chin either. It were sizable victories. And yet, after those two terms, Obama wins, and we've got a whole different country that I didn't know existed. And they came out of the woodwork like they had just been let out of prison, like they'd just been let out of, I don't know, cages at a detention center. And I remember being shocked by it. I remember being shocked by how many anti-American leftists there were. Not just Democrats, but I'm talking about anti-American who wanted to fully tear down this country and remake it, rebuild it. And it didn't take long for me to figure out, but I was, I was still surprised that they had made that much progress because, to me, it had all happened underneath the radar. I knew what was going on in college campuses, but everything, everywhere I thought this was happening, I still considered to be fringe, and I was wrong. There's nothing fringe about pop culture, and there's nothing fringe, basically, about academia. So what we face here is... How much ignorance is there on the part of people voting for Democrats? How many people realize that they are now voting for communism? I don't know. How many people voting Democrat are actually knowingly voting Marxism? I don't know. But I think the number is higher than you and I want to acknowledge. And I think that number is higher as a result of the education system, public and university education system. And you throw in whatever impact uh, pop culture has had on the shaping of people's politics. And there has been a lot of territory that we have just given away. We've ceded. We've not even been competing for whatever, whatever reasons. So your fear is that if we lose this election, that the Statue of Liberty no longer applies because this is not going to be the last best hope of America because the whole premise behind that individual liberty and freedom kaput. The uh, Ninth Circuit, as you the Ninth Circuit's actually been getting more conservative. Trump has appointed so many judges to the Ninth Circuit, it's actually been getting more conservative. Now, it doesn't change the number of uh, lion DAs and so forth you have to put up with in Alaska, but the actual Ninth Circuit 
Court of Appeals itself may not be the radical leftist bunch that we've always thought it was. At least it's trending um, away from that. That's another reason to give Trump another four years. He has been masterful in appointing judges the, uh, to the federal bench. He's going to get Amy Coney, Barry, uh, Coney Barrett uh, before the election. And that's something a majority of the American people are desperately in support of. So uh, hang in there, Marianne. I don't. I I, I have a little bit more faith than um, than otherwise. Here is uh, Kemp in Charleston, North Carolina. Great to have you. Hello. Hey, Rush. How you doing, buddy? Fine, sir. Uh, quick to the quick to the point. Uh, Joe Biden is the luckiest man in America, and we, the conservative conservative constituency and uh, the conservative media, have uh, contributed to that. Uh, he'll never see a a courtroom. Because if uh, anybody ever tries to uh, convict him of conspiring with the Chinese, the very doctors who say that he's of sound mind and body are going to turn right around and say that, I'm sorry, he is not. He is in the advanced stages of uh, dementia. Uh, And all of this has been... Wait a minute. Where have you heard that somebody wants to make a move on putting Biden behind bars? Well, with the whole conspiracy, not the conspiracy, with what's going on with uh, he and Hunter and the, the Chi-Coms. I mean, we all know what he did. Uh, did you say we all, we all know what he did? Well, but that's a far cry from going to court and trying to put somebody in jail for it. Well, but the, the, the point is, is that Biden is going to be able to say, I don't remember, I don't recall, you know, I... I I'm suffering from dementia. I, I understand it, but but there's I, I don't know of a political objective out there that has as part of it putting Joe Biden in jail. I, I actually don't understand your point. By if if it is to say Biden's never going to get in trouble, well, neither is Hillary, and neither is James Comey, and neither is Peter Strzok, Stroke Smirk. Now they all ought to be getting in trouble, but I'm. I've. I don't know anybody. I'm. I'm not aware of uh, an objective anybody has of a criminal prosecution of Biden. Um, and he's going to get away with it because he can always say he's got dementia and so forth. I'm, I don't know. I'm confused. I got to take a break. We'll be back after this. Don't go away. Uh, grab audio soundbite number twenty-four. This is. Um, I saw this up on CNN, but I didn't have the audio on, so I didn't know what was going on. Connie Chung was being interviewed uh, by somebody at, uh, who was it? It was uh, Brianna Keeler, CNN info babe. And um, I, I, I didn't know why, because Connie Chung did not do the, the Trump feature. That was Leslie Stahl who did that. But nevertheless, she was being interviewed out there. So I said, I wonder what this is about. Well, it turns out that Brianna Keeler had learned that the former CBS, he's not at CBS anymore, former CBS anchor Connie Chung had endorsed plugs. I guess she can do that now that she is a former info babe. Of course, Connie, you're not fooling us. You were going to vote plugs no matter what. So Brianna Keeler said, Connie... You've endorsed a political candidate for the first time. 
It's breaking with tradition for somebody with your resume. Don't make us laugh, Bria. Come. You people make it known every day who you hate. You make it known every day who you're voting for. You don't have to actually verbally endorse anybody. We know. What do you think? We're a bunch of idiots. Man, but this means this is a big deal. Connie Chung has endorsed a political candidate for the first time. <gasps> Breaking with tradition for somebody with her resume. Why did you decide to do it? Come, wait till you hear this answer. Folks. I've always stayed in my lane. I've never jumped the fence into the political fray. But when I found out that Asians, Asian voters, can tip the balance in key battleground states and... Asians are the minority least likely to vote. I thought, my gosh, I have to do something because there are two groups that I relate to, women and Asians. Mm. So I jumped over the fence, Brianna. It was a, a big deal for me. Oh, yeah. But uh, I felt it was necessary because oh. of all the issues that are plaguing us. Wait not for the it least here. of which was uh, the president calling it the coronavirus, the China virus, and uh, that was it. causing... Violent and not only physical but verbal abuse against Asians. That was that's all it took. The minute he started calling the China virus the China virus, she was insulted. And she said, I can't put up with this. I'm not gonna put up I'm not gonna be insulted. I'm not gonna have this virus named after my heritage. He does it. Well, what else is it? Was it the Wuhan virus? Would that make you feel better about it? Connie are you are you this, are you this puerile? Are you really this childlike? You were out there, you want us minding your own business. You were behaving according to the tenets of journalism. And then this bad orange man came along and called the China virus, the China virus. And that, that, that causes violent, physical, verbal abuse against Asians. It does. I haven't seen any of this verbal abuse or violence that Asians have been committing. That's all been coming from Antifa and Black Lives Matter. You also know, she said here, um, well, you know, I jumped over the fence there, Brianna. It's a big deal for me. Felt it was necessary. You know, I, um, two groups that I relate to. Oh, here we go. Two groups. She said they're w- women and Asians. Folks, can I ask you a question? Do you, honestly, do you um, run around thinking in terms of groups that you relate to? I'm just telling you, I don't. I, 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 I think of myself as Mr. Individual every day. I don't think of myself as a member of a group. But I guess a lot of people do. It gives them comfort, I guess. It gives them a sense of identity or belonging. But I don't. Does this mean, does this mean ladies and gentlemen, I've gone through life alone? that I don't consider myself a member of a group, or even two. But here's Connie Chung. Well, I, uh, two groups that I relate to, women and Asians. What does that mean, two groups that I relate to?
I don't know, I relate to anybody group-wise. You know, it's all in the way you are taught to think, I guess. It's all in the way you're raised, brought up, taught to uh, think about yourself. And I guess not a lot of people are thought taught to think of themselves as individuals. Here's uh, here's Eileen in St. John's, Michigan. You're next. I'm glad that you waited. Hi. Hi. Negadidos, Russ. Thank you. Um, my point is that since Joe Biden has not been seen in five days and everybody else is doing his campaigning for him, what speaks to me is that he will not be able to negotiate with world leaders because they're not going to give him five days for every thought that he has to prep for it. Well, he's not going to be president five days after he's elected or or, or inaugurated, so... Well, I agree with that because I think uh, Camilla's husband, or Kamala, whatever, but anyway, he came out of voting and said he's married to the next president of the United States, which I thought was pretty interesting. (laughs) Right. Well, look, I think uh, this is a this is a campaign strategy. This this I understand that you think Biden, he, 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 he can't he can't go to sleep for five days and not negotiate with world leaders. That's that's not what this is. Biden is not doing this because he's incapable of doing it. This is a strategy. I elucidated. I explained the strategy in the first hour of the program today. This is a rope a dope. As I explained so adeptly and adroitly, if you're Trump, how do you run against somebody who's in bed? How do you run against somebody who's asleep? How do you run against somebody who's giving you nothing to bounce off of or react to? You can't. He's running against somebody who's in bed, in the basement, five days in a row. This is an attempt to get Trump to start talking about Biden in ways that will allow him to bounce off of Biden. So uh, if your opponent is not saying anything, then you're going to have to put words in your opponent's mouth and then react to those. That's what they're trying to get Trump to do. They are trying to get Trump to start saying really caustic, mean-spirited, extremist things about poor old Joe. That's why Kamala Harris isn't saying she's certainly not asleep out there. Uh, I guarantee you of that. This is a campaign strategy and is designed to frustrate Trump so that he will start behaving in ways that are not complimentary or flattering to himself. And so far, he's not taken the bait. He has not taken the bait. He's been really good about it. Their strategy has bombed out on them. It's not that he doesn't have the ability to show up for an hour or two someplace every day. It's not that. It's not that he doesn't have the mental ability to show up and talk to somebody for a half hour yesterday. It's not about that. Let's take a break. We'll continue after this. Don't go away. Well, looky here. We have a caller. We don't have time to get to the caller right now. So the caller, you better hang on out there, caller, because I'm going to come to you, but I guess it's going to be a while. Wants Trump not to hold back. Trump needs to be who he is. Talk about his accomplishments. Brag about all that he's done. He doesn't like this idea of being all defensive. We'll be back. 
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com As someone who served our country in the intelligence community, I appreciate companies that back our nation's service community. One company that does it best is GovX. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. GovX offers unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for the things you love. GovX also donates a portion of every single order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. When you shop on GovX.com, your orders make a meaningful impact. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com, that's GovX.com, and join a community of more than 8.5 million patriots and pros. It's fast, easy, and free to join. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Hi, how are you? So here's what's got them all ticked off at CBS. Trump has released the full 60 Minutes interview. (laughs) Trump posted the full 60 Minute interview on Facebook. We are feverishly attempting. We're, we're going to pull. We're going to try to pull some bites from it, but it's going to take us a while. Uh, we're a, we're a man short today on the uh, on the editing staff. Uh, some guy doesn't know what time of year it is. Uh, 
And so we're, uh, we're limited in a number of people that can help put this stuff together. What? What else am I supposed to say? Guy takes a day off when we're 10 days away from the election. Anyway, we're doing what we can, as fast as we can. But uh, I see CNN is replaying, it looks like the, the, the Biden 60 Minutes interview, or a portion of it. But this is what's got CBS so ticked off. Trump's just released the whole thing on Facebook. And I think he did it. If my memory serves correctly, he did it because he thinks they they did their usual tricks, misrepresented what their purpose was or how they were going to be or whatever it was. I uh, I love it. I absolutely absolutely love it. Now, I want to get to this phone call before the uh, for the guy hangs up, and I want to make a, a point about this as well, but but not about his comments, about callers in general. Thomas in Palmetto, Florida. Uh, thank you for waiting, sir. Hello, Russ. Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, I hear you. Um, Can you hear me? Great. Awesome. Awesome. It's an, it's an honor to speak to you. Thank um, you. And every, every day that you show up, you bless us and the nation. Well, I appreciate um, it. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, the question, what I'm, you have all these callers calling up and they, they, they want Trump to be presidential. And they say this will help him win the debate. Well, we already know he's going to lose the debate by the media has him. Joe could fall asleep and he's going to lose. So, um, I'm not talking about Joe, I'm talking about Trump. That's what the media thinks. But my question is, is my, 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 my firm, I want Trump to be Trump. I want Trump to, they're going to attack him on COVID. I want Trump to talk about all the things he's done. His plan for COVID, what he did with ventilators, the vaccines, the testings, the shutdowns, the lockdowns, and then turn to Joe and say, Joe, you've disavowed everything I've done. You said everything I've done is disastrous. What the hell is your plan? We want to know. America wants to know because this is what I've done for this nation. This is what my administration's done. This is, this is what we've worked for. What is your plan? Because we don't know. And he, he disavowed them, but he should attack Joe on Joe's plan. Uh, and brag. Well, and, see, this is this is my look. I know, I know what you're saying. Let me, let me, let me take over here. Is I know what you're saying. You don't want Trump to hold back. You want him to be aggressive, but positively. You want him to be himself. You want him to be the guy that got him here. You want him to be the guy that got elected. You want him to be the guy who brags about his achievements and not in an off-putting way because it ain't bragging if you can do it. I know what you want. You want him to just unabashedly and with a lot of proud intonations tell people what he's done for them, what he's done for America, and what else he plans to do for America. I know exactly what you want. you got to understand something, Thomas. You've talked about the people who've called before you, prior to you, and, and, and you've, uh, you've expressed concern that they're being a little defensive. They're scared, Thomas. Every one of the people who have called this program today and who have said to one degree or another, Trump just needs to be presidential. He just needs to be calm. He just needs to... They're scared to death, Thomas, because of the first debate. They are scared to death. They don't know the Trump that showed up in that first debate. 
and they once once they see that version of Trump, they're going to be scared that it's going to pop up again. It's why I have tried to tell people that I think Trump was feeling sick from COVID during the first debate. I've I've I've. Look, I don't hang around Donald Trump as much as other people do, obviously, but I've hung around and I, he did, I didn't recognize that guy that night. Joe, there's one thing about you that nobody's going to ever get confused about, and that's smart. You're not smart, Joe. Uh, people ought not even use the word smart in your name in the same sentence, Joe. I was thinking, what, who is this? That's that's not you're scared. The, the, the other callers you're talking, they're scared, Thomas, that this is who's going to show up. And they're afraid that that version of Trump plays into the critics version of Trump and allows the critics say, see this guy, this is who he is. I know fully what you're saying, that Trump needs to be. unembarrassed. He doesn't need to act ashamed. It can be a a fine line, Thomas, because as I've told you, one of the things I've learned over the course of my broadcast career, there are a lot of people who don't like confidence. They don't like to hear confident people express it. it. Makes them nervous. And sadly, I have to tell you, a large number of people like that are women, and particularly young women, but not exclusively. But they don't like braggadocio. But it's more than that. It's they don't like anybody that sure of themselves because they're not. They aren't that sure of themselves. And as such... It's off-putting to them. Now, you would think that it would be just the opposite. You would think that it would be inspiring. That's what I've always thought confidence was. I understand that arrogance can rub people the wrong way, and condescension can rub people the wrong way, but that's not Trump. The thing Trump has going for him is he's also funny when he is engaging in talking about his greatness, talking about his achievements and his accomplishments. Uh, your wish that Trump list his achievements, here's what I've done for America, Joe. This is what I have tried to do. This is what I have attempted These are the things that we've done, and we were on a roll, Joe, until the China virus hit it. Sorry, Connie. And then we we got sidetracked for a while. What is your plan, Joe? What are you? What are you? uh, What what, what are you going to do? I don't. Joe doesn't have one of those. Joe does not have that plan, Thomas. Now that may be your point. Is, uh, is is that right? You you think that if, if Trump hits him with that question, he's not going to have an answer for it? I think if he gives him that, that, that minute or two, he will, he will stumble because he has no plan. 
So look into the camera and he'll say some some type of gibberish. And being a former New Yorker, a question that I would love you to ask Mr. President Trump is this. How much are you holding back? Because I know coming from Queens, he probably holds back more than <laughs> most people even can fathom. Uh, wait, you, uh, you want... I didn't understand. You want me to ask Trump something, did you say? Yeah, yeah. Ask, you know, people say that he he speaks his mind, and I really do believe he does. But being a former New Yorker and being from Jackson Heights, Queens, I know that he holds back a lot. He probably really wants to let go. He probably wants to lo- lower the boom on Hunter and lower the boom on a lot of things. He knows a lot more than than. Than, and it can say a lot more than he does. And I, I just admire him, and I just want him to brag about everything he's done for this country. Okay, so I, you're, you're talking about the time other than the debate when you want me to ask him something. I say, okay. Um, this is the, 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 the tricky thing tonight for, for your, um, your request. So Trump lists his achievements. He goes through his accomplishments and turns to Biden. What do you what are your plans, Joe? What 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 are you going to do for me? What 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 what's your? At that point, the moderator is going to be there to bail Joe out, like no moderator has been there to bail anybody. But we're going to be we're going to be looking at Candy Crowley on steroids tonight. If Joe gets into any kind of trouble that results from Trump challenging him. Do I think Trump should try to take out the moderator? You mean like pull out a Tommy gun and aim for the knees? Uh, um, The official program observer is asking me if I think that Trump should, if the moderator starts in her usual liberal gibberish and, and and starts trying to punish Trump by limiting his time or by not allowing his questions or muting his microphone. Uh, I think he needs to use his instincts on this because if such a circumstance presents itself, he'll know whether it is the right time to go after the moderator or not. Like, look at look at Megyn Kelly. When, when he went after Megyn Kelly, she started it, right? He went after Megyn Kelly. Did that help him or hurt him? It helped him immensely in that first debate, right? He was expecting totally friendly behavior from her because she was Fox News. And it, she was loaded for bear because she was attempting to make her bones with the mainstream media. Uh, just using the regular street vernacular here and make her bones. She's a career lingo there, folks. She was attempting to um, uh, impress mainstream media types. And Trump went after her, and that was when he had the Rosie O'Donnell answer. Remember, he thought he thought that, that, that she was uh, setting him up for a Grand Slam home run kind of answer, and he found out very quickly... After his after his uh, his Rosie O'Donnell comment and joke that she was she was loaded for bear went after her accordingly, but you see in that case she had started it and he was reacting. 
Same situation has to be, you know, on the agenda here. Same kind of circumstance. If, If the moderator starts something and it is patently, obviously unfair, then yeah. But I don't think he should just go after the moderator on the premise that she's a moderator and biased and unfair. She's got to do something that uh, that exhibits that. Anyway, uh, Thomas, I, I appreciate the call. Thanks, uh, thanks very much. I was just one other thing. There, there have uh, been occasions on this program where I have gone an hour and a half. The program starts. I've gone an hour and a half without taking a call. Now, those days are generally when I am overwhelmed with material, that I have got more than I can possibly get to, and I am doing everything I can to get to as much as I can as quickly as I can. So an hour and a half ago, by half the show, without taking a call, and I'll, I'll hear from people. You know, you really ought to make an effort to, to um, take some calls. I said, Why? Am I, did, I, did it not sound good? It's, no, no, no. It's Rush. You have no understand when you have other people to bounce off of, when you've got other people's thoughts, when you have a, uh, a chance to react, why sometimes it's even better. Well, this is what they have been attempting to set up with Trump by having Biden and Kamala both be, for all intents and purposes, in bed asleep for five days in a row. They have been denying Trump one of his strengths. That is reacting. That is bouncing off of. That is having a, uh, well, just a reaction point of view. If you're not saying anything. If you're Biden and you're Kamala, you're not saying anything, then there's nothing to react to. And so they are attempting to eliminate one of Trump's real powers, one of his great strengths. They're also trying to goad him into providing his own reaction. They're trying to get him to put Biden's words in his mouth since Biden isn't saying them, they want Trump to go out and say them, and they want him to start making things up about Biden that they can then say, I never said that. This guy's off his rails. My point is there is a strategy to this. It's not because Biden can't stay awake for you know, five minutes. Don't think that don't don't think that whatever physical or mental problems Biden has, they're so bad that he can't. come out and face a camera for 10 minutes a day or whatever. It's a strategy. And it's a strategy at denying Trump one of his strengths. It's a strategy I think genuinely tried. They think they can drive Trump crazy. Back in a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, when we make mention of Bolin Branch and their luxury sheets, it's because we have found them worthy of your attention. Yeah, they came to us and they said, you know, we really like uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh's show. We'd love to sponsor our product on your program. We said, that's great, but we got to look at the product. We got we to gotta check the product and measure it against your claims. And we did. 
and we found them worthy of your attention. They are, after all, the most comfortable sheets and bedding that you're going to find. And they're the trendsetters. They're the ones that went out with this claim. You know, anybody can make the claim a second and third time. But they're the ones that started this. Bolden Branch uses a pure organic cotton. They discovered it years ago when they began their business. And that cotton is unique to Bolden Branch products. Now, this is this is meant only to um, proselytize for Bolden Branch. This is not to rip anybody else. But they went out first with the softest sheets you can buy. So they've established the market. Of course, they're going to be copycats. We're honored by the copycats. The primary reason these sheets arrive soft and only get softer and more comfortable over time is the quality of the cotton they use. You sleep on them night after night, you'll, you'll come to expect that kind of comfort and luxury. It's only when you travel away from home that you will notice, boy, and will you, you'll notice that you, some nights, depending on where you are, you'll think you're getting into cardboard sheets. It's not that your relatives don't have comfortable accommodations, but they, if they don't have Bolin Branch sheets, you'll notice it. That's all I'm telling you. And you will notice it then when you get back home and you'll have all that much more appreciation. You know, sheets of this quality used to be $1,000 in a high-end retail store. Bolin Branch makes them available for just a couple hundred dollars after a promo discount. BolinBranch.com is where you buy them. They like having a personal relationship with every customer. B-O-L-L-N-Branch.com. My name is this promo code. Use my name when you make your purchase, and you'll save $50. One final note on this. Your purchase comes with a 30-night money-back guarantee, meaning you got a full month to try these and measure them against the expectations I have created. And if they come up short, if you think after 10 days, 15 days, whatever, you know, these things are not as soft as Rush Law. Send them back, and they'll refund your money in full. This is how confident they are at Bolin Blanche. And that's, it's a no-condition money-back guarantee if you're not satisfied for any reason. See, they are that confident in what you're about to experience. So, again, B-O-L-L and branch.com. Okay, folks, uh, we hope to have some of the audio from Trump's released 60 Minutes show that he put on Facebook out there coming up. Hang on. Am I going to do what? Oh, oh, yeah. Am I going to tweet during the debate tonight? That is an interesting question. Very interesting question. You never know. You never know. We'll think about that. In the meantime, we we now have grab audio. Somebody's twenty six and twenty seven. Uh, we have the uh, uh, the the two sound bites here that we have from the Trump sixty minutes interview. Now, here's what happened. Apparently, this is iPhone video. So, um, a White House staffer apparently videotaped this while it was happening. And 60 Minutes may not have known this. 
because Leslie Stahl's uh, audio, she appears to be um, off mic, which would be the case if the recording device is some distance from her. Now, the whole interview was 37 minutes. And Cookie has has watched the whole thing. She said that Trump is very smooth, that he's very relaxed, and that it seems like the recording is off an iPhone, like maybe a White House staffer did it. Now, CBS obviously would claim proprietary property rights over this. It's their camera. It's their it's their their media. It's their show. And they probably would not grant anybody the right to videotape it at the same time. I'm sure people have asked, tried to negotiate it. I don't know. I'm just, now I'm really flying blind here. My guess is that (laughs) White House did this without CBS knowing about it. Now they've, and because Trump thinks he was treated unfairly in this interview, They've posted it on Facebook. This has never happened to 60 Minutes. The whole interview is on Facebook. You don't have to watch 60 Minutes Sunday night to see this. So here are a couple of bites that we have culled from it in the time that we had. Uh, This Trump is, is trying to bring up the Hunter Biden story. To Leslie Stahl here. I wish you would interview Joe Biden like you interview me. He's in the midst of a scandal. His family is corrupt. Okay, he's corrupt. He's a corrupt politician. And he's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking. Of course he is, Leslie. Come on. Of course he is. And you don't cover it. Well, because it can't be verified. You want to talk about insignificant things. I'm telling you. Of course it can be verified. Excuse me. They found the laptop. Leslie. Leslie. can't be verified. Were you able to understand her? See, I wasn't. If I didn't have a transcript, that sounds like it's in a barrel to me. Okay, so he starts off, okay, he's corrupt. He's a corrupt politician. He's in the midst of a scandal. She said he's not. Trump said, of course he is, Leslie. No, he's not. You're exaggerating. It can't be verified. It can be verified. They found the laptop. She says it can't be verified. No wonder he gets ticked off. It is been verified. It has been verified that Biden was the architect of this scheme in both China and Ukraine. The next bite is on the uh, the spying of his uh, spying on his campaign. The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign. There's Leslie. no real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got can, called. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 minutes. And we can't put on things we can't verify. No, you won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on you. things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and on my campaign. No, we can't it's been totally verified. No. It's been just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie. And you know that, but you just don't want to no. put it on the air. As a matter of fact, I don't know that. Okay. And you're out. So there. why don't you get back to your interview? All right. Now, this points up something interesting to me. But before I get to what 
she, th- this is if, – if I were Trump, I'd have been going nuts too. It can't be verified. There's no real evidence. What do you mean there's no evidence? But the problem is the terminology he's using. This coup was not about spying on him. I mean, it was, but that's that's one of the most insignificant aspects of it, if you ask me. This is a, to me, this is a classic example of President Trump believing everybody knows what he knows, and so all he's got to do is bring up a a term or a phrase, and it's going to trigger everybody's memory. They spied. On my campaign, the biggest scandal, scandal, no, that the biggest scandal was not when they spied on the campaign, sir. The biggest scandal was the coup they ran trying to get rid of you. That included spying on you. But spying on your campaign is such a large, vague, and opaque proposition that, of course, it allows her to say... There's no real evidence of that. But there is evidence. Now, I know why he says it, because Barr says it. Barr said, under oath, yes, they, I think they spied on the campaign. It was a horrible thing. It was, and I'm not trying to diminish it. But this coup involved much more than spying on his campaign. There was actual law-breaking that went on here. There was no evidence that warranted anything they did, Leslie. The only thing they had was the Steele dossier. I never hear Trump talk about the dossier. I never hear him talk about it. He's always talking about the fact that they spied on my campaign. The Steele dossier, they lied to the FISA court, Leslie. They had no evidence. They spied on Carter Page. They set him up. There was never any evidence that warranted any of the investigation they did. When the file was handed to Robert Mueller, it was empty. But spying on the campaign is the least of the things that happened. I mean, to one extent or another, every campaign is spied on. Now, not in in the sense that Trump is talking about, what he means here is that the FBI attempted to embed people like uh, Stephen Halper and others in his campaign. But you gotta you gotta finish the sentence. They were spying on my campaign, Leslie, because they wanted to implant people, embed people who were then going to try and make contact with the Russians so that they could then say that I was colluding. But they failed. There was no collusion with the Russians, Leslie. That's the lie. There was no meddling with the, with the Russians. I'm the cleanest guy in Washington. I'm the last guy they could pin anything on. I'm the most investigated guy in that city, and they haven't found a diddly squat on me as compared to Joe Biden. But the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. That doesn't even scratch the surface of what they did, Mr. President. That doesn't even get close to scratching the surface of the attempt.
that was run on you. They were attempting to overturn the results of the 2016 election. They were trying to get you thrown in jail, sir. They were trying to get you thrown out of town. They were trying to get your family indicted. They were doing far more than spying on your campaign. I got to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. Don't go away. Yeah, you know what? I'm glad this happened because this is, folks, this is such a big bugaboo. He says to her, the biggest scandal they spied on my campaign. They spent two years of your presidency trying to put you in jail. They spent maybe the first three, if we want to really get down to brass tack, they spent the first three years of your presidency constructing a series of lies about what you had done. You were a traitor. You were an agent of Vladimir Putin. You were trying and did steal the election from Hillary Clinton. That is far worse than spying on your campaign, which ended on election night 2016. This didn't end on election night. If you tell her they spied on my campaign, she can say there really isn't any evidence for that. Of course there is. But you didn't offer any. This is the problem. You've got got to be... I don't know. This is frustrating because it's... This is the biggest scandal in our lifetimes, in our political lifetimes, what these people tried. Comey, Brennan, Clapper. We've been through it left and right. We've been through it I don't know how many times. You're probably sick and tired of hearing the details. George Papadopoulos setting everybody up. And it's so much more than spying on his campaign. They tried to put him in jail. They tried to run him out of office. They tried to reverse the results of the election because they don't like his hair and whatever else. They were trying to put Donald Trump Jr. in jail. Anyway, anyway, you know, protecting your family and home of the security system, it used to be reserved for people with big homes and big neighborhoods. And those systems cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. They came with big contracts, monthly monitoring services, which cost a lot of money. They worked for the few people who could afford it, but it didn't solve the problem of affordable home security for everybody in every kind of home. And then Simply Safe came along. They introduced a wireless home security system that Because of the wires being eliminated, it's now affordable. New technology at its best. That's what Simply Safe is all about. Every door, every window, every room protected by sensors and detectors in the home that are connected wirelessly. And that's a big difference maker. Simply Safe systems now protect more than 3 million households across this country. It works in houses and apartments, condominiums, you name it. Professional monitoring service? Yep. $14.99 $14.99 a month, not 50 No contracts. See and buy the system online at simplysafeusa.com. You'll get a 60-day money-back guarantee with your purchase, meaning you try it for two months. Don't like it, rip it out, send it back. You won't do that, but you can. Simplysafeusa.com. Here's Chris, Springfield, Missouri. I'm glad you waited. Appreciate your patience, sir. Hello. Hello. Uh, thank you, Rush. Mega prayers. 
Uh, I'm bouncing off a call that uh, lady that uh, called a, a little bit ago about the uh, you know the fears, the loss of liberty, the loss of the Statue of Liberty. Right. Uh, if Biden were to get elected, and, and certainly I share that fear, uh, but I think you know, we we have bigger problems even if Trump gets elected, and and one of these uh, problems come back. I, I feel strongly that this that there's a phrase that's gone around for several decades in conservative circles, and that is the silent majority. You know, this idea that there's a group of people out there going about living their daily lives and, you know, believing in the country. And, and, and I hope that's true. And, you know, I question if there's still a majority. But my point is, if there is, in fact, a silent majority, the time to be silent has stopped. Uh, and I don't mean going and voting every two to four years or sending a strongly worded email to your your congressman. We've got to engage in the culture. We've got to, you know, we've got to speak up. We've got to talk up. We've got to We've got to talk to people directly in our work, uh, in our day-to-day life. And too many people are saying, well, I, you know, everybody around me is liberal, so I can't speak up or, I, you know, I can't say anything in school. And my point is, if we don't say anything, this, this is why these ideas take root and grow and spread, because too many people are, are not willing to step up and stand up for those values and those freedoms. And so the unsilent majority, excuse me, the silent majority needs to become the unsilent majority. Well, I agree. I agree. But I, I can explain it to you. Uh, it isn't going to satisfy you, but I can explain it to you. You see, the silent majority used to be everybody. Used to be 90% of America was the silent majority. It, it really wasn't silent, but they didn't have to be vocal about freedom. They didn't have to go out and engage the pop culture and universities because everything that happened there was fine. American values were taught. American values were uh, <clears throat> in entertainment, like It's a Wonderful Life, a great Christmas museum and movie. You, 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 there was a time where it just was. American values were dominant and everywhere you went. Well, there were lurking during all these years a bunch of people that hated American values. They became the fighters. They became the unsilent fighters. They became the agitators. They were the ones who were the agents of change. They had to they had to attack what we believed. They had to attack marriage, they had to attack the Bible, they had to attack Christianity, religion and all that. And they did. We sat by and didn't do anything because we thought we were the power base, we were the strength, we had strength in numbers. We never had to stand up and fight for that stuff. It's just always what was. And that went on for generations. And now we're, you know, cutting to the chase. We're where we are. We have never yet even, we haven't agitated for what we believe. We've never had to. We don't know how to. The other side has been doing this for 75 years. It's the only road open to them. They had to start raising hell. Our option has been to fight back. We don't know how. Anyway, there's obviously more to this, but I'm out of time right now. We'll continue it on another occasion, I promise you. Yeah, I gotta I gotta I gotta get to and make that point. Sir, this is not about spying on your campaign. This is about something much more egregious and criminal. 
than spying on your campaign. Anyway, debate tonight. We are here tomorrow to walk you off the ledge. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.